the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. And this is V, and we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. This is not just another episode, this is part two of... Part two of the Ayurvedic Astrology for the week of July 4th. Which is today. Which is today. Happy Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. Sweet. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And we're back, and we're here to talk about the rest of this week, right? Yes, the Ayurvedic astrology highlights for the week of July 4th, part so, 2. So you, you keep saying highlights. Yes. Can you tell me why you're saying highlights? Because we are only talking about highlights. Okay, <laughs> we are so t- that would be like if I wanted to make my hair highlighted <laughs> a little. and yeah. We are not going through every day. That's that's correct. We are only talking about specific days and specific things that happening that are happening based on the moon, based on where the moon is. Because the moon stays in every sign for about two and a half days and major energies are being triggered due to the moon when she creates an opposition with a specific uh, planet. Okay, so say or you, celestial position. So if you said on Monday, blah blah blah, so we can actually figure it's Monday, Tuesday, and maybe yes. even half a Wednesday. Exactly, and it could even be a little bit before Monday. It could be like Saturday, Sunday. It depends on how strong the energies are. Okay. Nothing is specific. It starts now. It ends then. It's, it's not set in concrete. It's it's not set in concrete at all. It's the energetic tendencies of the celestial bodies. So this is more of a big picture. Yes. And I know you do, is it horary? Horary astrology is a very, very specific. So you can either be very specific and do horary, or you can do more broad, and that is... The, uh, this one, the Ayurvedic astrology as we are doing it here. Perfect. So what happens is it shows you the energetic tendencies of the celestial bodies. And when I say celestial bodies, I mean planets and I mean positions like the black moon or Lilith, the north node and the south node that we are going to talk about here shortly. So it shows you the tendencies. So then... Knowing that, that's where the unfair advantage comes. It's like, oops, my mind is going to have a s- certain tendencies, and so is the mind of all the other people around me. How can I maintain that dynamic balance that Ayurveda talks about? How can I make the best of it? Good, good. So what's the first highlight? So the highlight right now, the first one is this Friday. This Friday, very early morning, the moon is uh, transitioning in Scorpio. Now, Scorpio is a water sign. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Got to Lots love of water. Them. Lots of water today. Along with uh, Pisces and Cancer. 
that we already mentioned in the first part. So water is signed, but it's fixed, which means the emotional Scorpio tendencies have a kapha qualities in them, Ayurvedically speaking, kapha. Now, while it is in Scorpio, early Friday morning, the moon is going to create an opposition with Mars, which creating an opposition means it triggers the energy of Mars. Yay. Yay, that's right. And Mars is still out of bounds, which means out of control, which means Mars is strong. And that can go either way. Sort of like our puppy at uh, 5 o'clock in the evening, out of control. Tasmanian devil at her finest. Moon in Scorpio is going to trigger the energy of Mars. Now, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. More of the Kapha qualities, Kapha Ayurvedic qualities. Pluto is about what is buried, right? Buried deep under. And that's because Pluto is the god of the underground. The the underworld, yes. It's Hades. It's the Roman name for Hades. That's who Pluto is. Stuff is buried under. Like gold and silver and diamonds and rubies and... All the good stuff. And emeralds and sapphires. (laughs) That's right. So that's who Pluto is. Now, Mars is in discordance with Pluto. So Mars is not getting along with Pluto right now. Mm -hmm. Mars, however, is in uh, Taurus and Pluto is in Capricorn. Why is that relevant? Both Taurus and Capricorn are earth signs. See, Pluto is in Capricorn, right? More hidden stuff buried down under gold and silver and uh, (laughs) and rubies and and emeralds. emeralds Oh, Oh, my, yes. Taurus and Capricorn being earth signs means they they like each other. Mm -hmm. So Mars in Taurus and Pluto in Capricorn, they may have a discordance an aspect that's not that nice, but it's being balanced because they are both in earth signs and those signs are getting along, if that makes any sense. So stick with me here. Okay. So that means that we are going to have the opportunity to actually self-reflect, look deep under what have we buried what emotional stuff have we buried or even mental stuff what thoughts have we buried because we didn't want to deal with them at some point in our life who knows past lives who knows what have we buried this is a good time this can give us the courage mars mm-hmm. to actually start looking into them and turn them into gold and silver and, to- and rubies and emeralds exactly. and diamonds exactly oh my right mm-hmm. yes but that's only if you're grounded exactly only if you are grounded now remember mars is that's where the beauty of our vedic astrology is mars is courage but mars can also be the Dasmanian devil from hell 
Uh-huh. <laughs> right? We know her. We know her. <laughs> She's around us right now uh -huh. as we speak. So if you haven't, if you are not grounded, mm -hmm. if you haven't done enough self-reflection at some point in your life, then what can happen come Friday, Saturday, say, somebody says something, you hear something, you read something, and then one of those buried deep under emotions, thoughts, etc., surface, and most of them are negative, right? Yeah. That's why they are buried under, and that throws you off completely. And then you can't control yourself. It's hard to recover. You are wasting a lot of emotional and mental energy. Yeah. So the best thing for actually this year, the yes. next 12 months, is to become better grounded. To become exactly. To Don't be let things throw you off for a loop because there's a lot. It sounds like every day we talk, yeah. there's going to be something else that can uh, throw us off if, if we're not grounded. Exactly. It's not like a couple of years ago where the planets were saying wonderful things. Right now they're saying, hey, I'm going to test you. Yes, and uh, that's, that's very correct. And that takes us to Saturn in Aquarius and Saturday. Ooh. Saturday, which is also Saturn Day, mm -hmm. right? The day of the crows. <laughs> day to feed your crows. That's right. The moon is still in Scorpio, and the moon, come Saturday, creates an opposition with Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Uranus. <laughs> I'm going to be pronouncing him Uranus. <laughs> creates an opposition with Uranus and the North Lunar Node, and, of course, a conjunction with the South Lunar Node. Wonderful. Now, uh, yes. <laughs> Now, the, the south lunar node that the moon is creating a conjunction with is that represents that which we should probably leave behind. It represents the past. Okay. And the north lunar node represents the future, that towards we should be going. We are always, at least we are supposed to be always in motion. Yeah, moving right? somewhere. Exactly. And it's better to be moving forward than to be moving backwards. Exactly. And now Uranus also represents... But on a tactical retreat is sometimes good. Yes. Yes. And actually, that's what we are supposed to be doing right now. This Saturday? This is Saturday and uh, until next year end of March. Tactical like, retreats. Tactical retreats, like you said, for the next year, say year, a little couple of months here, a couple of months there. Yep. So Uranus represents change. Mm -hmm. And Uranus with the North Lunar Node are in opposition from the Moon, which means the, the Moon triggers that energy. But also the Moon is in conjunction with the South Node. And we are still in Scorpio in that Kapha type of quality. But that's good because Kapha is grounding. Exactly. Exactly. Now, why did we mention Saturn in Aquarius? Because the moon is creating a square, which means a discordance, which means not getting along with Saturn in Aquarius. Wonderful. 
And Saturn is all about patience, discipline, give it time. Chakra-wise, Saturn is our root chakra. It's our faith in a higher power, something bigger than ourselves. The faith in the higher power can help us cultivate more patience, more discipline, say, give it time. Tactical retreat is good. Because it's giving you time to look at better options. Exactly, exactly. You may lose some battles because you are moving towards winning the war, right? That's how you want to look at everything you do in life. Not everything has to be a battle. Not everything has to be a war. But actually, mentally... It can be. It can. That's what it is, right? You have to be able to always be in control, some sort of control of your mind. So you're, you're actually at war with your monkey mind. Yes. Ah, look what I brought in. <laughs> yes. That's what's happening coming this Saturday. So Friday can prepare us to look at things differently come Saturday. Because Friday, if we take the time to self-reflect, look at what, maybe bury it down there that we can address. Then come Saturday, when we are still preparing for that North Lunar Node, for what's ahead of us, but we have to leave something behind, we maybe have to sacrifice something, the South Node, and we don't want to do it because Saturn in Aquarius says patience, discipline, it's not time yet, then maybe we can say, well, maybe time for tactical retreat, wait a little bit. So, Does it yep. So would you consider this a good time to focus on like Hanuma? Hanuman, the monkey yeah. mind? Yep. Yes. Anything anything that helps you resonate better with your mind. And Hanuman to the monkey mind it's a perfect representation of our mind. Yep. And Hanuman is all vada, right? All movement, mm -hmm. all running all over the place. But also Hanuman was fully under control when he had to rescue Sita. Yes. Yep. So Hanuma is, uh, it can help you in focus. Exactly. If you have uh, something bigger than yourself, right? When did Hanuman excel when he was fighting working for something bigger than himself yes that's the whole idea because then you can create discipline excellent self-discipline and we do have actually we do have assistance remember neptune uh-huh how the, can you forget neptune the moon is creating a very nice a very friendly configuration with neptune and Neptune is that sixth sense. Neptune is that extra inspiration from somewhere else mm -hmm. that can come to the rescue and actually help us wait a little bit longer, have that patience, that discipline, that faith in the higher power. I think Neptune was a surfer. 
<laughs> he had to be, right? Wait for that big wave. Wait for the good wave. Yep. Be because he's the key to flow, right? Uh -huh. Excellent. Anything else? One last thing and I'll be quiet. I doubt that. Remember that Saturn wants to teach you to focus on the journey, not on the destination. Very nice. That's the moral of Saturn. And then say night-night. Until next time, much, much love from all of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.